Section One of Arthur Wing Pinero Playwright. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Arthur Wing Pinero Playwright. A study by Hamilton Fife. Section One. Introductory if any apology is required in behalf of this little book it must be an apology not so much to its readers as to him who is the subject of it criticism is seldom apologetic and yet as it seems to me it always ought to include at least a veiled petition that the critic may be absolved from the faults of hasty judgment and distorted vision to make anything is hard and in proportion meritorious to rail at that which has been made, to note with lofty scorn its imperfections, to lose sight of its finer qualities is lamentably easy and, in proportion, contemptible. If, therefore, in these pages I should seem here and there to insist with emphasis upon a personal view, to lay bare a cavilling disposition, or to discourse with overmuch assurance, I beg pardon in advance. The opinions expressed, the impressions recorded, are but the fruitage of a single mind. They have one desert in which I may claim for them without loss of modesty. They are genuine and frank and honest. Assail my judgment if you will, but so you admit that it is an honest judgment, I shall be content. If appreciations are permitted of the work of living writers of books, much more should room be found for a study of a playwright's labors. For in the present state of our theatre in England, it is exceedingly difficult to form any judgment of a dramatist's work at all. A book you may read at any time, but you can only see a play acted when it pleases a theatrical manager to stage it. It is true that Mr. Pinero has printed and published the dramas on which he desires his reputation to stand or fall, but the reading of plays is a habit which the public has not yet formed. I am not without hope, therefore, that this book may be found useful by many who value highly what they have seen of Mr. Panero's dramaturgy, but who have lacked opportunity to gain a full acquaintance with the whole body of it. It may stimulate their interest. It may, perchance, create a fresh interest. If it turns attention to the published plays, which are issued in a handy and attractive shape by Mr. Heinemann, and persuades people to read and form their own judgment upon them, it will have served its purpose. There is no doubt that granted a taste for the dramatic form of storytelling, their judgment will be warmly favorable. The talents which equip Mr. Pinero for the task of writing plays would set up at least half a dozen average novelists, and had he chosen to throw his work into the form of novels instead of plays, he would certainly have won an undisputed reputation as a man of letters. That this title is not universally conceded to him, as things are, is a result of the muddle-headed view which is generally accepted in respect to plays claiming to rank as literature. Uncritical critics are too ready to declare any play literary if its author has introduced into his dialogue such scraps of fine and flowery writing as any tyro, if he followed a sound and well-known maxim, would at once cut out. This, of course, is merely the point of view of persons ignorant of both what is implied when proper use is made of the word literary and of the elements of dramatic composition. But there are many people of wider intelligence 
who are in doubt as to the essentials of a play that may justly be lifted out of the ruck of pieces endurable only as acting dramas and granted the right to this much coveted and much talked about term the essential distinction to my mind can be stated in some way such as this a skillfully contrived play may appeal strongly to the emotions and enforce interest in its developments in spite of weaknesses and even absurdities that become apparent as soon as the curtain has fallen as soon as it is considered in any other light than that of an entertainment calculated solely to keep an audience amused and interested for the brief space of two or three hours judged from this standpoint by the verdict of the majority a dreary lane melodrama or a play like the bells may equal in merit the most brilliant efforts of congreve and sheridan the wittiest comedy of moliere or dumas fille the most poetical and most pregnant even of the plays of shakespeare himself but the reason why the works of these writers have come to be regarded as great achievements in literature as well as excellent stage plays lies in the fact that they will bear the closest scrutiny the most severely critical consideration in the study that their pages glow with poetry with imagination with wit and fancy with a wide knowledge of human character and human life that they are founded upon observation at first hand and written with the pen that only genius knows how to wield a play possessing none of these qualities a play built up carefully upon a basis of a little humanity imperfectly understood and an intolerable deal of stage trickery only too well remembered a play in which the characters are puppets the situation strained and unreal the plot mechanical the sentiment false may yet succeed in creating illusions which it is cleverly represented by capable actors and actresses a play on the other hand that can lay any claim to the title of literature must create its illusions by natural means by means that are not seen to be inartistic and crude as soon as we have escaped from the glamour of the playhouse the characters must be real people not stage people the developments such as would occur in the greater world that lies beyond the small world of the hack dramatist blemishes that are perhaps unnoticed in an acted play or that may be condoned in view of the limitations imposed by the conditions of the stage are unforgivable in a book printed to be read and not merely to serve the purposes of a prompt copy it does not follow that a play written by a man of undoubted literary talent will be a literary play indeed the contrary has so often been proved that it were a work of supererogation to adduce instances a good novelist will if he tries his hand at a play probably write good dialogue but very often the persons who seem to live in the pages of his novels are stilted and artificial on the stage very often his situations are either bald and undramatic or else from a desire to make them broad and forcible enough to stand the test of the theatre they are overcoloured and sensational very often his power of writing brilliant dialogue is used without a due sense of character in such cases the literary man's dramas read no better nor have any better claim to the title of literature than the efforts of playwrights who have gone through no literary training and find it difficult even to write correct english it is not merely good writing that makes a play literary in the real meaning of the term it is such writing as knows how to fit every speech 
to the character of the person who utters it. If the people are illiterate, they must talk in an illiterate manner. Fine writing is the dramatist's worst enemy. To sum up, then, a play that is to rank as literature must convince the reader in as great measure as it convinces the spectators who see it acted, but so influence his imagination that its characters and scenes are as clear to his mind's eye as if it were being interpreted to him in the playhouse by actors capable of appreciating and carrying out the author's wishes and design. Tried by this touchstone, the plays of Mr. Pinero may not be great works, but they are most of them undoubtedly good pieces of literature, quite as good as the novels and romances of the period. Indeed, considering the difficulties against which Mr. Pinero has had to contend, their literary excellence, according to the canons laid down, is distinctly high. Mr. Pinero's dialogue alone gives him an indisputable claim to be treated as a man of letters. It is true, said Fox on one occasion, that I am never in want of a word, but Pitt always has the word. Mr. Pinero has to compare small things with great, the happy knack of finding the word. Add to this the humanity of the plays, the observation that shines through them, the striving after something better than the poor conventions and artificialities of the stage as he found it, and you have the secret of Mr. Pinero's position and influence as the leading dramatist of today. End of section one.